0: Your money replay from Money FM 89.3 Influence with Michelle Martin on your money only on Money FM eighty nine point three. This is Influence time for conversations with movers and shakers in the world of business. I'm Michelle Martin. First, some startling statistics: the global hair loss market is expected to reach four point eight billion US dollars by twenty twenty six. This, is according to Grand View Research, the US Food and Drug Administration has reported that over eight hundred thousand patients are seeking some kind of treatment for hair loss worldwide. It's common, but what are the emotional, psychological needs for people experiencing hair loss? It's more than just the physical. If you've experienced hair loss, you may have experienced a knock-on ripple effects as a result of the psychological impact of these conditions. How is all this fueling the growth of the global hair loss market? I'm joined by American board-certified dermatologist, Dr. Lana Kashlan. She's here in Singapore for a forum with dermatologists and aesthetic doctors to address the importance of hair restoration and how to discuss patients needs. Dr. Lana, welcome to Singapore. Good morning.
1: Thank you so much. Good morning.
0: Can you give us a view of how large the global hair loss market is and if you think that's growing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You definitely nailed it. The global market is definitely growing quite a bit in terms of hair loss. United States alone, about half of the women population have noticeable hair loss and you know more than 85% of men Have hair loss as well. So it is quite significant across both genders and definitely. You know, with changes in diet and lifestyle and increasing stress, we kind of expect that this market will kind of continue to grow as our, you know, our lifestyles are so intense these days and um, definitely has an impact on the hair.
0: Dr. Kashlan, you also have a degree in psychology and I understand your approach considers emotional and psychological needs in addition to dermatological ones. Can you give us a sense of how devastating this condition can be?
1: Yeah, you know, I think sometimes, you know, those of us who um, are fortunate enough to not suffer from hair loss, sometimes we underestimate how much of an impact it can really have on your quality of life, especially for women who suffer with hair loss. You know, it really impacts your sense of self, your sense of confidence. There's such a strong tie between our, you know, ideals of feminine beauty and hair. Mm. And so when you suffer from hair loss, you know, I see so many patients who, even on the initial consultation, when they're just describing what they're experiencing, become quite emotional and tearful. You know, I have patients who are afraid to comb their hair because they're worried about causing more loss. We see patients who are nervous about even washing their hair. Um, Because again, they're worried that that might contribute to the loss. And obviously that has a lot of impact in terms of their ability to engage in social activities, even their professional activities. The tie between hair disease and your quality of life is is really quite high. And we see it with skin diseases as well, like Mm. biases, where, you know, when it's something that's visible, it can take quite an emotional toll.
0: I understand you have an approach to restoring hair and self-esteem, can you walk us through that? So usually what we do for patients is,
1: number one, first of course we do a very thorough consultation, understanding exactly you know the history of what they're experiencing and also a very thorough physical exam. There are many reasons for hair loss mm. and it's really important to try to identify the cause of the hair loss so that we can customize the treatment. So certain treatments are appropriate for only certain types of hair loss, whether that be genetic or dietary, or there are some inflammatory and autoimmune conditions that can cause hair loss. So we really tailor the treatment depending on the cause. But once we have identified what type of hair loss the patient has, then we can start introducing different treatment modalities. There are some topical options that have been you know, proven to be helpful. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I'm most excited about is a new synthetic growth factor treatment called anti This is a treatment that's non invasive. That is basically, we use in the office a serum of basically engineered synthetic growth factors that target hair follicle growth and differentiation. So it's specific for hair loss mm-hmm. and it helps support the hair follicles. And so we're seeing some beautiful results that's not only stopping the loss, but actually also promoting new hair growth as well.
0: So what is the difference between the synthetic growth hormones and the human growth hormones in stimulating hair growth?
1: In terms of efficacy, efficacy is the same because what we're doing is we essentially in the lab... Are designing the molecules. We're taking the specific molecules Mm. that are made just the same that are made by the human uh, the human stem cells but rather than using a human origin Mm -hmm. and this is a synthetic origin which I believe is more efficacy is the same and I think that that also is more in line with the regulations with the health authorities.
0: And does it require a certain modality of a delivery system? Tell us about stem cell technology that you're talking about and and the delivery system.
1: Yeah so this particular treatment has actually a topical component to it that's just applied to the skin surface Mm -hmm. but actually the the in-office procedure is Delivered by um, injection,
0: and how do these treatments compare to, I suppose, what the market leader seems to be, minoxidil?
1: Yes. So minoxidil has always been kind of our first-line topical treatment, just because we really, you know, didn't have anything in our toolbox that was more effective. Um, so minoxidil is still part of the treatment plan for patients who have hair loss. However, it has, you know, some barriers to use. The main issue with Minoxidil is, first of all, it's a lifelong treatment where when you stop it, any sort of benefit that you've gained from it will go away, mm-hmm. The patients can often find that that's a little bit of a burden, right? It's, a, it's quite a commitment. The other issue with Minoxidil is that while it is quite effective at stopping the hair growth, it's really a minority of patients who will actually experience new hair growth as well. So, the advantage with antiage is that this is a procedure that is done in the office, so that way the patient doesn't have to deal with the burden of using a solution every single day. And also, really, our goal with treatment is to stop the shedding, but also to promote new hair growth.
0: Okay, and to what extent can it do the latter, promote hair growth?
1: So, in our clinical trials, we had almost 80% of patients reported uh, new hair growth and improvement in the density of the hair
0: can you share with us some case studies that you perhaps work through that can show the combination because we talked earlier that there could be many different reasons for hair loss Can you talk us through some case studies that show how a combination of treatments may be effective
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we do, so the most common reason for hair loss in both men and women is androgenetic alopecia or male pattern baldness or female pattern baldness. So I think it's a nice example because it is so prevalent, but basically with one of our women, what we do is after her exam and diagnosis of this genetic type of hair loss, we discuss basically the different options for her. And the first-line treatment, of course, is the the option of doing topical minoxidil. If she finds that that, for her, is not a viable solution in terms of her being able to commit to using something every single day for the rest of her her life then we start talking about integrating anti-age hair treatment because at that point doing something for a short period of time that's done in the office is a great option it used to be that you know beyond topical therapy there is some oral options as well Mm. some oral medications that you can take but again obviously systemic medications will always have side effects with them so that makes them less appealing to patients. And then beyond that, the only other thing that we really had to offer patients were doing things like hair transplants. Right. Of course, surgical procedures always have you know, some disadvantages as well, not to mention the fact that they can be quite expensive. So the nice thing about this uh, treatment is that really no downtime associated with it, and it's quite affordable for the patient, so they find it less burdensome.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing what's on the horizon for hair loss treatment. She's an American Board Certified Dermatologist, Dr. Lana Kashlan in Singapore, for a special forum to address the importance of hair restoration. Dr. Kashlan, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg